0: What's going on, world? Welcome back, or welcome to the Grow Bro Podcast, uh, where we talk about all kinds of things. I'm Huey, and I'm Jay. And how you doing, bro? What's been going on with you? How's life been? We took a little break last week. We pushed broke, uh, blah, blah, broke sex slaps. Kind of a tongue twister for me. Um, If you didn't listen to that episode, it's funny as fuck and very entertaining. So I suggest you go back and check it out.
1: For sure, it very well. And for for you people out there, we want to know if y'all are having more sex or less sex, or have y'all ever had sex on air mattresses? Yeah, we appreciate y'all. What's um, the
0: most brokest place you've had sex at, or on the most brokest place or bro- most brokest thing you have on, such as you know the floor, air mattress, uh behind yeah. the building? I know a lot of gays have food, done food that.
1: Times. Yeah, food, yeah.
0: Well, no, futons aren't, aren't... Have I fucked on a futon before?
1: I don't think Some so. Some futons are, are bad, bad. Worse than the air yeah. mattress? Yeah, I'll definitely take an air mattress over a futon. Oh, wow. The futon folded up or folded down? Either one. Really? Because it's that metal bar that that hinges, that metal hinge ah. is te- terrible. It'll destroy your body. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just be on yeah. top. It will destroy your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then
0: just be yeah. on top. You won't have to worry about being on the bars. Mm. I,
1: swear, yeah, I don't know. It, it will.
0: But now what's been going on with you, man? I was like,
1: uh, everything is good. For those of you who don't know, uh, you can follow me at Just Say Words Pod uh on most of your social media platforms, and you will see that I am obsessed with gold teeth. I've always kind of been that way. So, uh, recently I got some gold fronts, and I'm super excited about it. So I've been listening to all this gold front music, uh, grills, all this Paul sort of stuff, right? Wall, Saint, Lunatics, yeah, lots of Paul Wall. Of, well, no, it was his Nelly. Would um, all of them have teeth? It, well, yeah, all of them get Paul Wall, but so in. In my travels of listening to this gold, uh, gold fronts music, um, I have discovered how we like. it Well, this will be another episode where we get to just talk about music, but like, uh, so much music that came out where you're like, "Yo, this makes you want to put in gold tea." So I made a playlist. I made playlists on title and on Apple Music. Uh, if you go, you can see the uh, you can go get the links to the playlist. You can go do that and let me know what should be on the list and what should not be on the list. I'm trying to find more women to put on this Gold Fronts music. Is No Angel um, by Beyonce on that? Uh, no. To be honest, uh, this is going to be, this might be eye-opening to some of y'all. I am not well-versed in Beyonce's catalog. God damn it, uh, Jay. No, no Angel yeah. from
0: the self-titled album. Watch the video for it first. Okay. And then you'll see why I say go ahead and put that on the playlist.
1: Okay yeah uh, what else did I get? Oh tattoos got some tattoos over the last couple of weeks while we were off um so tattoos and go grills that is what's been going on with me. Lots of work stuff, so what's been going on with you? um, lots of work stuff
0: It's school work work school um, I got a a role in the web series that we're going to be shooting soon, so I'm excited about that um, and it was one of those things where it was somebody I worked with before that hit me up and was like yo you want to do this i was like okay so um i'm excited about that um i think we're about to almost be done filming chapter 2 i think i don't know um but yeah just i'm 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 in a really good space meeting some really dope people creative people um so carlos so it's just like we're we're uh we i'm i'm good like i'm happy i feel like i'm on the right path and and professionally and personally i'm happy um i don't feel like anything is missing and i'm not really anxious about what's to come i'm just here in that peace in this moment and just i'm good (laughs) that's what's up i am good but um so real quick They just dropped a whole Twitter thread with all these new emojis. And quite frankly, I'm fucking sick of it. Um, it's already a lot of them to scroll through. Uh, not all. They should like put a feature in there where you can choose only the emojis that you want to use because I don't use about half of them motherfuckers, but I have to scroll through every time to find them goddamn monkeys with the the hands over the face, excuse Mm. me, or the music notes. Or the water droplets. Or the fire thingy. It's... it's And the thread was long. (laughs) It was long. And it... it it, Like, fucking falafel.
1: Who the fuck needs a falafel emoji? Who Um, needs half the emojis that we have? People who like emojis. And I think this is their attempt to also be, like, culturally appropriate. Oh, yeah. Because they did add some,
0: like, gender-neutral ones. Mm -hmm. Which was dope. Um... It's just like onion. Well, onions and garlic can be used for a lot. <laughs> yeah, of different not days. the way they're intended. <laughs> yeah, so those are, <laughs> those are fine. Um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of dope how they have all the, uh, like the deaf emojis and like the, the what's the stick called that blind people use?
1: The oh, the, you said the stick that blind people use? Yeah, the stick. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The stick. Uh- <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah we call it the stick (laughs) like stuff like that is cool
0: like um i i can see the practicality and and usefulness of those but then it's just some random shit like why but then again half of the ones that exist already are just like why um but no
1: (laughs) so what we about to do about these emojis you gonna love them or leave them alone i'm gonna love the emojis i have not been through them yet i have not uh got a chance i don't even think i did the update to get the emojis but i want to i've been really trying to get my meme emojis together uh so that's really what i've been working on but yeah i'm gonna go through and look at all these emojis they do i agree with you they do need to have these like all right here we put 30 40 brand new emojis up here with six color variations (laughs) go through and pick your top 20 emojis that you're going to use and be like yep that's i wish they could do that they'll probably do that for the next iphone like here's another iteration of something we should have done years ago right like you should be able to expand the
0: keyboard because that frequently used section that's too small it's it's way too small i need more 16 or something up there but they you should be able to open it up in like a new window or something and select all the ones that you commonly use and that you actually want to use and then have those show up on the actual emoji keyboard, but you still have access to all the other ones. But I just need more than that small frequently used section because I'm tired of swiping through the shits and not being able to find it. One thing I do miss about my Android when I had the Google Pixel was that I could like draw the emoji and it'll come up. Mm. Well, emojis that resemble the shit that I drew would come up. Um, But that was convenient, but now it's just like, I, it's too many to scroll through, but um, do I want to love them? I'm
1: going to love the idea of them, but it's just too fucking you many. Like, you love the intention, but yeah. not the execution. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a lot.
1: It's, it's too much to choose from.
0: Um, okay.
1: And I feel like it's ruining
0: communication. Gifts Ooh. too. Um, okay. I'm I'm just pulling
1: shit out my ass at this point. <laughs> no, that's a, no, that's a, actually a deep conversation. I think, uh, well, I, uh, I think it could get to that point where we, yeah, where we can have a conversation about is communication ruined now because of the technology? But yeah, we'll get into that. Well, in person or verbal communication, I should say, because we're still communicating.
0: The points are getting across, but they're just not with our words. Um, mm. And granted, gifts are funny. So, I get the comedic part of yes, that. Yes, gifts are hilarious. Um, you don't need a gift for everything. But, you know, a well executed gift placement, like, it's 10 points to Gryffindor. Like, you win, bitch. Emojis, uh, not so much. It's just like, you got these fucking things on my screen for what? I hate when people be typing a paragraph and it'd be like emojis placed within the paragraph when they'd be like cookie and they got the fucking cookie
1: emoji. Like you could have just left for that cookie. I didn't need a visual representation. I can read. Yeah. I don't even like that. They offer that suggestion in the thing where I'm like, Oh, I'm about like, I text somebody like, yo, I'm heading home. And then it's like, do you want to change this it's, to a picture of a house? Like, shit turned orange. No. And it's like, nah, <laughs> I'm fine. If I wanted to, no, use I that. don't want to show them a picture of a house. Like, one, my house looks better than this house. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, I don't want to. Fuck out of here. No, I mean, was like,
0: I'll it'd be like lines, and it'd be an orange word, and every and I'm like, God, damn, how do you turn the feature off? Um, but no, nah, so I guess we'll go ahead and love the emojis and let them rock. Um, mm. I don't see a use in like seriously complaining about them because I'm not I'm being forced to use them. Mm so it's one of those things where it's just like it's a lot of them but i mean i don't have to use them so fuck it and if i can scroll through 400 something gifs in my phone i can surely scroll through them damn emojis
1: that's true so so i keep uh like i go through um any of those gif apps um on days that i'm bored or days that i um i clean up media once a week so what I do is I go through the app, and then like every week I think they update, or every couple of days they update gifts, and so I'll go through and find like either like the newest gift that we will eventually be become a meme, <laughs> and <laughs> so I then go through and put those in my like like shout out to Giphy and all of them for like creating favorites and all the other stuff. Oh, Giphy is um, so yeah. my
0: my Giphy yeah. then, collection. I, I've I've made some nice things on there. I have. Yeah, I have. So. And shout-outs to the ability to screen record from, like, YouTube in certain places because you can make a gift like, at the tip of your fingers if you have an yeah. iPhone. Um, Yeah, it's fun shit. But, yeah, so this week, should I should I state what the topic is or should I give the story leading up to the topic?
1: Yeah, fill them all in. We all need context. So, yeah, let them know what's up.
0: Okay, so this is Vegan Spot Close in my house. And it's black owned, black run. Um and I, I'm starting to notice that a lot of the black vegan spots are very uh faux tap ish. It's like, oh you you're you're almost there, but not quite, but I, I see who you are. Um so it was number one, they sell like the Tariq Nasheed hidden colors shits in there. That was strike one. Strike two oh, Okay <laughs> I'm just like uh, okay. Strike two was when it was a vendor there, and he had a well. The vendor I don't know if it was he or she. They were selling a book titled "The E-Feminization of the African Man." I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. Um, that was strike two. Strike three happened on Saturday. So, or was it? Was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday. Or was it Friday? I don't fucking remember. Either way, mm, yeah. <laughs> Um, I went to get my food and I'm at the little countertop like, getting my silverware and plastic, uh, my napkins and bagging my food up and stuff. And I see some flyers for a singles mixer. So the curiosity got the best of me and I read it. Um, and it's, it, it specified that the event was free for straight black and <laughs> for straight black men and women looking to yada, 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 yada. I'm like, oh. I see, and then at the top of it i see a little logo for straight black pride
1: yeah that was weird i'm trying to go back and look at this picture because i was like wait i didn't see the part where you said it was for straight like straights only or something oh yeah <laughs> where it said
0: straight black that's why i was like
1: i saw the straight black pride part and i just was like this is stupid and then i guess i closed it but <laughs> hold up <laughs> I was like wait a minute Holy holy shit <laughs> What <laughs> Wait a minute These events are For all straight Black and proud Singles There will be a different theme And set of activities For each event mm-hmm. Everlasting life vegan restaurant I ain't going I don't wanna Just don't y'all uh, drag them Or nothing uh, well, we ain't famous enough. Y'all ain't doing gonna do shit anyway. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all ain't, y'all ain't gonna do shit. I see how y'all get down. Um, the sad thing is, but yeah, oh, oh like yeah, holy shit.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, um, and then again, curiosity continued to get the best of me, so I found their Facebook page, and they say the Straight Black Pride Movement is a platform for international black unity, designed to help the African with a K people repair our families in the 21st century. That sounds like a decent mission, you know, oh, better families and things like that. Yeah, yes. Um, but then the mission, well that was like the information thing. The mission says our mission is to put the black man back with the black woman to build strong, functional, prosperous families, communities, and nations. And it was actually founded in August 2015. Um it's like wow jesus christ um i didn't know times were that hard for y'all bro i i didn't know that that's what y'all had to do um to repair your relationships no it's it's not about raising children to be more understanding and and you know it's not about establishing you know safe spaces which is actually what i want to talk about today uh it's not about you know, doing that and making sure that people are comfortable with themselves and accepting of each other is just about putting men back with women. Um, I didn't know that that was that much of an issue. Um, and I, I just wonder how much of those meetings, granted they have like the singles mixers, but like, do they like have like community group meetings and like town halls and forums? Like what exactly do they do? um these are all questions that i really don't care about the answer to
1: but it's just mm. like hmm. i don't have the answer to them i watch a lot of like uh dp porno so they probably wouldn't allow me to come in uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 uh they'd be like you know there's two men and a woman i'm like yeah i know i'm spicing it up today <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I mean that, so, that they are
0: putting the black man with the black back with the, putting the back yeah. black man back with the black woman. Yeah. are they? <laughs> but are are you also you know making sure that the black man is treating the black woman with the respect and common decency that he should be? Uh, you know, uh, are are you making sure that these niggas are faithful? And, and not looking to have a romantic partner uh, complete the raising process for them because for whatever reason they chose to ignore their mother when she was trying to instill those things assuming that she did Um, it's just a lot but we can go on and on and drag these people but shenanigans is going to shenanigate and shenanigans mm-hmm. either way it made me really want to talk about safe spaces and, and what a safe space means to us um how we contribute to safe spaces um and things like that so and i'm never going to i mean i know i say like town is that hard for y'all whatever 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 but mm-hmm. i mean if somebody feels like they need a safe space to be themselves or whatever to a certain extent it's like okay i i understand but the 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 context just don't make no sense and it's ridiculous, and I don't like the fact that it's deemed straight black pride um especially because gay black pride was something before that um Mm -hmm. and it means something completely different gay black pride is more so can y'all leave us the fuck alone and treat us like normal people and (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you know just stop hitting us and killing us and and calling us sinners and you know just Except the fact that we're here we're queer and we're regular people and deserve love and respect and all that stuff whereas straight black pride is we have relationship issues and we can't keep it together and although it's not blatantly said i feel like there's an undertone of it's all the gay black men fault that this is happening so we have to put the black man back with the black woman it's me things, mm. um but it it just feels really it feels Real all lives matter ish or blue lives matter ish, and an and authentic, um, and a, a means to center your community because you see another community trying to, well, bring awareness and and you know fairness and stuff to theirs. But um, yeah. So enough about straight black pride and stuff. Now safe spaces. Um, so what is a safe space to you? What does
1: that mean to you? So safe spaces. Or really kind of like, I, I don't know, safe spaces are hard to explain because from the ignorant standpoint of even with your are straight black pride people, I kind of understand what they're trying to do. So I would have probably understood if it was a black pride situation. I hate to say it, but I even would have understood it if it was this whole straight pride thing because it, it, it is it's silly uh, because they don't understand that they're the default. So. That is a thing. But, it's the
0: same day because you're included in that number. Oh, okay. that's, <laughs>
1: yeah. man, that's true. Um, but a safe a safe space for me is like a place where you can openly be vulnerable. You can openly have discourse and not be, um, uh, not be judged for real. Mm. Um, you can. There are people like you or have similar experiences to yours. Um, safe spaces to me normally are places of learning like we all are here to learn mm. um, and maybe even challenge each other uh, help each other with accountability in a way um, not necessarily like in a in a harsh way like you need to be held accountable but like here's how you could be better at doing the thing that you're trying to do um, and I don't think that us is heteros even think that safe spaces really exist um, we're always kind of like raised to kind of be on your own I think it takes you to have to go through All these wildly traumatic events Um Be an asshole to all types of other groups That are not in your group <laughs> To then finally realize like Or I guess yeah to to kind of go through all these other things To realize that you actually One need these people And you can't in the community that you're looking for Is the thing that you have Set out to destroy mm-hmm. Um so ideally, a safe space is really all around you. All you have to do is kind of be have an open mind and have an open heart. Um, but more times than not, that's not what happens. Mm-mm. So I don't know. For yeah, me, what yeah, what does safe spaces look like for you? For me, I didn't really
0: start to appreciate the the concept of a safe space until after my ex and I broke up, mm. um, because. I was always in a, a black community growing up. So I never felt, although within the black community, I felt like a, a like the, like uncool black. I got called the Oreo and shit like that for no uh-huh. reason. People are just stupid. But, um, but it's still like when it came to, to blackness, I never felt like I didn't have space to be black without judgment in a sense uh, yeah. um, or freely. Um, and then I didn't even really accept my gayness until 2012, 21. Um, and then I hopped right into a relationship with my ex and that became my safe, a safe space for me because at that point I was completely myself. I was in acceptance of who I was as far as being black and gay and the man and whatever else um and that was like the first time where i could just be and i felt like it was okay um and that's part of the reason why i put that relationship on such a, a high pedestal because that was my first safe space for a, for a, um or at least what i considered to be a safe space because even in that i couldn't fully fully be myself in certain ways because we just didn't mesh um but then after we broke up and I started to um, gain my footing as a, a gay black man, um, a single gay black man, still learning and growing and stuff. Um, I really started to understand the need for safe spaces more, at least for me personally, um, because then it starts getting to that territory where, you know, people that you love and are very close to start to really, um, like they're, Homophobia, be it intentional or not, really starts to surface um, and you really start to see, okay, damn, these people might not really yeah, my back like these people might not be the safest people for me, um things like that mm-hmm. um, so when it got to that point, and although I had like gay friends, like the majority of my friends are heterosexual, so and then the majority of my gay friends were people that I met in school, like in Atlanta, so they not even here um so it kind of became the same like who can I trust and stuff like that um and then I don't know after between like going to therapy and and just meeting some really dope people that I can just genuinely be myself around and um like making friends in general that just like rock with me at my most natural and transparent state it's like damn like I I see the need for community in a sense and to have these spaces be it something like a legitimate organization or just a group of friends um where you can just be and exist as yourself um naturally authentically where you can be transparent without the uh without a threat looming overview or a perception of a threat or danger um, mm. um a space where you can talk about your experiences some shared some not but again, you're not being judged and there are people that support you and who are able to connect with you, even if they haven't been through it personally, they're still able to understand um, because it still relates to the community as a whole. So stuff like that. Um, so I'm really at a place now where I really do appreciate those kinds of spaces. Again, it doesn't have to be a a formal community organization. It can be a group chat. You know what I mean? It can be
1: mm.
0: just hanging out with your homies or whatever but it can also be you know like formal groups and things like that so I think they're really dope um, and this is a question for you so as a, a heterosexual black man what safe spaces do you feel like you personally need if
1: any even if even if I'm listed the things to say what I needed in a safe space I know I wouldn't get them <laughs> and it and the reason why i say that is because it'll be filled with other people's hang-ups. Mm. I think i think the the thing that i really received a safe space for me was really going to therapy um and working through a lot of my own hang-ups. Um and some of the stuff that i've learned from either in conversations with you or just stuff in life um that i feel like i crave those things. I like I'm a person who kind of loves to learn. I love having conversations about um things or about experiences that maybe i haven't lived or experiences um that other people go through that are that have been affected by people on my end of the spectrum right so if i have conversations with women how even me just being in the room kind of can shift the energy and i'm not there with any bad intentions or um in a predatory way but it's just like there's a man in here um or even even in gay spaces or queer spaces right where i'm in queer spaces and they're just kind of like they don't know nobody said anything to me but they just look at me and be like nah something's up <laughs> uh i'll give you a prime example i'll give you a quick story so um i remember i was like 23 and i was working out of town i think i was working in charlottesville um and we was at this club the club the club closed early and it was me and my homie and he was talking to this girl she's like we're going to this other club i can't remember the name of the club but it's on the opposite side of Charlottesville. So we jump in a car we go over there and it's like above, it's above something. But when you get to the top of the steps and the like lines to get in, they got the pride flag in there. So in the like lobby, it's like a pride flag and it's like a cop in there. And I'm like, what? So I ain't thinking nothing of it, but it's the club that stays open the latest in Charlottesville. And I just want to party. Right. So we're trying to get in, we get up there we're not dressed like anybody else. Um and so the dude's like no he like the dude the black was a black dude. He looks at us, <laughs> he sees us. Uh this is early early 2000, so this might be like 2003, maybe 2004. And he just looks at us and he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> like and so my friend is like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what what happened?" He's like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> and like, like scoots us to the like tells us to get out of the way for real. Like, get out the way. Like, like, you holding the line up. So I'm like bugging. So I can see in the inside. There's people dancing. They got a stripper pole in there. All type of wild shit. Dudes dancing with dudes. Women dancing with women. It's all type of shit. It's everybody who just left this previous club now going to this club. So I don't. So my, me being dumb, I don't know that this is a gay club. <laughs> I just see I see the flag, but I ain't thinking nothing of it. I'm like I, I don't know. I don't know what they do in Charlottesville. So, so so then My homie's like yeah man what's well, the only club that's open But I don't care it's a gay club I heard they got good drinks here And they just want to party So now I'm frustrated because I don't know Why we've been told to get out of line <laughs> So I'm like Yeah why well, we had to get out of line though So we leaving and so like I look And the cop is like at the top of the steps Like on some like y'all better leave Before it, like shit gets bad <laughs> <in this sense. laughs> And so like we walk back you know we walk back a couple blocks to the car or whatever he's like explaining to me like it's a gay club and like don't you know it's no purpose of being mad or whatever but so me i'm i'm simply mad because i still want to party it don't have nothing to do about not being well i guess it did have something to do with not being let in but it was more or less like yeah i'm not here to cause trouble or be malicious to y'all but like you said like they have opened their hearts and their minds to letting somebody else in and the heteros came in here and were being belligerent or handsy or making comments and making people. And you allow this into your safe space and some people have ruined it. And so that's essentially how I maneuver each day too. That like being the only black person in the office, it feels like I don't have a safe space Yeah, being the only man here um, who was open enough to talk about, whatever in a group of dudes who are either my age or older um it doesn't feel like i can be open and vulnerable with them or they've already made a comment to where i know like i can't have that conversation with them um and to all the people that do that thing like i'm just gonna say my truth and it's gonna be whatever that don't make it less awkward dummy now you're just loud (laughs) and weird (laughs) so like um that has happened or being in a situation where like I want, I've been invited by somebody else and it's a room full of women. And now I'm, I'm feeling weird because I'm wondering if they thinking I'm here fucking up their vibe. <laughs> or evil. I haven't. Yeah. Like it's, it's always this thing. So I don't really often f- ever really feel like I'm in a safe space. I'm always pretty much on the defense every day. Um,
0: that's not good.
1: No, but I mean, yeah, I mean that's, but that's something that I've either created in my head or just things that I'm like, I'm a super observant too. Mm. So I'm one of those people who can kind of read people and kind of feel out for like feel people out very like very quickly. So my way to navigate the world is to essentially try to make myself as small as possible. Um, And I know people say like that is it's not good or you shouldn't have to live like that. But that's really what it is, because like you said, like not to say that they but like, yes, there are men out here. There are black men killing trans women. There are black men attacking people in the queer community. There are black men killing black women all the time, harassing them and doing all types of shit, so I also give off the same features as them. There's no different i at least three times or four times a week, I have a conversation with various women, and they're like, "You're people, men are stupid, men are dumb, <laughs> men are dangerous. like I have those same conversations, and i have to I have to start off each conversation with, "I know we're not good people," and then we proceed. so 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 there is this world of essentially where i have to live in where i'm like somebody else has fucked this up for me and and because we're supposed to all ride for each other in some fake ass brotherhood (laughs) i have to i have to then take the heat for that and don't get me wrong i'm not sitting up here saying i'm i'm better or worse than any of these men i've done my fair share of dumb shit i've done my fair share of lying, cheating and stealing i've done my fair share of hurting people intentionally and unintentionally I've done my fair share of, uh, putting people in harm's way to save my own ass and all types of other shit. Mm. And, and now that I've grown out of that, it feels like, um, it feels like it's the same thing. Like if you go to jail, like this, I, I can identify with that life because at the time I thought I was doing the right thing, but realistically that is not what you're doing and having a safe space to talk about that and out and outgrow that doesn't really exist. It, mm. With heterosexual life, it's really trial and error. You have to essentially do a bunch of dumb shit and then get to a group of people who have already been through that and you find them whenever you find them. And that's the one thing I don't really like about the internet. It's the one thing I don't really like about the kind of like, not necessarily ageism, but there are people in their 20s who are like, I've got this all figured out. Or it's niggas in their 30s who are like, I can't believe y'all niggas go through that. Life is like you figure it out when you figure it out. It ain't yeah. no fucking, <laughs> it ain't no key points. But let the internet tell you you're supposed to be a fucking uh, six-figure person and have 2.5 kids in a big-ass house by the time you're twenty, like 25. Yeah, that's not, that's not realistic. That don't happen. Mm-hmm so so like yeah safe spaces are few and far between and i'm not here crying and getting nobody to try to play the fucking violin for heteros because we've done our fair share and we'll continue to do more than our fair share of damage to people so that's the unfortunate truth about
0: it But <laughs> well no I, there there's a, a sliver of faith that people will act right but i never really considered or thought about being in that kind of place where it's like okay i know my community fucks up a lot um and then having issues like kind of navigating that space of acknowledging that but also not being a part of it anymore um like i never thought about how people navigate that kind of space um but i guess that's because people don't like me in general so i got two talking on my back but no um mm. But no, like, for me, I know therapy definitely was a safe space. Um, And unlike when I was with my ex, like, that was a safe space where, like, I could just completely be myself and expose myself and be transparent and honest and all that shit. Um, But in doing that, it kind of, I kind of developed a mindset that there's no danger in me being transparent. Mm. Um, So I kind of came out of that space where I was afraid to be vulnerable or afraid to be transparent. Um as long as I'm aware of who I am and in and, and acknowledgement of all parts of me and I own who I am and, and my my past and my present and future. Like none of that can be used to harm me. My truth can never be used against me or to harm me. Um it may lead to unfavorable things, but there's no danger. You know what I mean? Um yeah. So that helped a lot when it comes to to being black. Like I said, I grew up around black people and then I went to an HBCU and then I came back to black people. So I never really had to seek out like a safe space to be black or, or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. excuse me, until, um, everything started happening in Ferguson. And Mm. when, um, like everybody was talking about black on black crime and all lives matter and shit like that. That's when I first started to granted. Like when I was younger, I felt like an outsider or outcast kind of. But I mean, that was just petty stuff compared to being an adult and hearing other black people really. And it's like it's not like it's black people that I trust and and who historically I've been on the same page with. But hearing them saying all lives matter and, you know, bringing up, well, black on black crime, this and that, I'm just like, are you serious right now? So now you're mm-hmm. telling me that I actually do have to seek out safe spaces to be black amongst black people because some of y'all are on some other shit. <laughs> and excuse me? Um, and then it was that on top of finding safe spaces and people to be just openly and, and comfortably there around. And that kind of, they both kind of started happening at the same time. And I feel like because I wasn't really finding those places and, and establishing those connections, like I needed to partially because social anxiety is a bitch. Um, I started to, to retreat. And when I like, I pretty sure I told this story before, um, when I first started seeing my psychiatrist, um, and I told him that when I leave, um, it's always in the back of my mind that I might not make it back home or make it back home in one piece because I'm black and gay mm. um and I really started to to take that apart in therapy and and work through all that shit, but again, having that space to just talk about that stuff and then stepping outside of my my anxieties and my fears about communicating and talking to people and establishing really dope friendships and connections with people um whether it be on Twitter or in person where it's like, Oh wait, there are people who think like me, not just identify like I do, but there are a good amount of people that I can talk about these things with and it'd be okay. People who I know that when it comes to being black and gay, they, they support me, not by supporting me directly, but also supporting those communities as well. Um, and I also started to maintain a safe space around me and not allowing people into my my personal space that I deem weren't that safe. Or at least I know what distance to keep them at um, and how close to get to them, how close to let them get to me. Um, and that's been a really big thing over the past year. It's just like pinpointing who in my life is safe and who isn't. And to what degree to what degree are these safe people safe? Um, to what degree can I talk to these people about gay issues or black issues or intersectional issues or even mental health stuff or creative stuff like podcasting and acting and all that stuff? Like, I'm starting to make more friends and, and talk to people who are also creatives and not just creatives, but also like pr- pursuing a creative career path. Um, and having those groups of friends are important as well. Cause mm, I don't really absolutely. talk to anybody else about podcasting or acting that isn't in a creative lane because I feel like to a certain extent you're not going to get it. Um, like even like my little boyfriend or whatever. He was like, Well, I'm creative too. I'm like, but you're not pursuing a creative career. So the 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 context is a little bit different. Cause like mm. you're more so hobbyist and I'm more so like, I need this stuff to make me money so I can make a living yeah, for myself. <laughs> Yeah, you're pursuing it professionally. Yeah. It's not a pat it's not a pastime for you. Yeah, so like it's it's different contexts even there. So again making more creative friends and and creating these spaces where ideas can be exchanged and the 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 struggles can be exchanged. Like when it's like you got a lot of stuff to work on creatively and how it takes a toll on your personal life, you know, how you can't always go out like you wanted to um or you know i gotta record i gotta edit i gotta go over these lines i gotta film so i can't hit this party with you not that i really wanted to but i can't really hit this party with you i i can't make this um or i don't have money because i ain't been working my part-time job and that was my extra money and because i've been filming i ain't been working so i ain't been getting paid from that so but having people that really understand that and that aren't going to that are going to help you find ways to to pursue your creative passions as well as take care of your responsibilities, as opposed to people who will encourage you to give it up or put it on hold or take a break to, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you need those people that say, okay, well maybe you should just get rid of your Adobe software and use something for free. <laughs> and then that's mm-hmm. like stuff like that. So, um, this it's really starting to get more important. Especially as I get older and it's just like, I don't feel like dealing with bullshit no more. Like, Everywhere I go needs to be a safe space for me. Um and I create that by being mindful of who I'm allowing in and if I allow them in and it's something that's like, uh, you know, okay, well, separation time, I will create distance quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, but another question. So how do you feel like you contribute to creating or maintaining safe spaces for other people?
1: Um, so in those situations I normally try to create a really open dialogue. So like I find a lot of safe spaces in a digital form. Like mm. whether it be creating a like you said, creating a group chat or or just individual places, right? So most times um if we're cool or not, um and we text I always put games in the thread. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I'll play like any of the iPhone games with people or um, just something like something we can do. So we don't always have to talk about super heavy issues or things that are on your mind. So like things that like um, things that just kind of pop up. So I'm, I'm big on that when we hang out for real, uh, if we're hanging out face to face and creating a safe space, I think it's easier for me um i'm very communal in that way so it's easier for me to like get something to eat and kind of like unwind because it takes people kind of they kind of have to go through the process when they're being in a safe space because you it's just like it, think about a safe spaces is the same way you think of like a, a big warm bath mm. right like you can't just get in the bath like it don't work like that like you you gotta prep for it like Whether it be your music or the lighting or what uh, bath bombs you gonna put in there, uh, what's gonna happen after? So where's your robe at? Where your slippers? That kind of thing. Like it's a process. So you you kind of have to go through that the same way you go into a safe space. Like what's a good setting? Where's a place where I can engage with them face to face and not have to like fight with the noise? Like how can Mm -hmm. I? How can I really like be open? to what they have to say, how do I get them to open up? Um, It's a lot of that. Like I said, I I spend a lot of time observing people. A lot of what I do always in my career is about watching people and listening to people, so a lot of that has kind of trickled over into my personal life, so a lot of, like, listening to people. But always trying to figure out that everybody don't need a solution. Sometimes people, sometimes the solution is to do nothing. Yeah. Um, And so that is very hard for me because I'm always, like, especially as being, like, a man, you're just kind of, like, So I'm supposed to fix this. Right. And that's not that's not what a lot of people ask. uh, They don't ask that of me. Right. And so I normally will just be like, "Okay, yeah, I hear you. Um, And so that's really it. So, yeah, creating safe spaces. It's a process. It's not it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. And like you said, to the point, like I am learning that as I get older, like, yeah, I just want to have conversations. I want to keep it real with you or meet you at the level that you're at. Sometimes I don't want to overshare with people. They don't want to overshare with me. So, um, I'm as open with you as you want to be with me. And that's fine. I think the biggest thing
0: for me has been to, excuse me, has been to, um, pay more attention to people and, and what they say about their experiences. Um, and, and be mindful of that and use that as the, the roadmap to how I approach people. um, you no know, being mindful of you know what's considered disrespectful or rude or a slur for different communities, um listening to what they say about their problems and and how they feel like they fit into society and things like that um I can say for me, it's mainly been with women and with the trans community I've had to really learn a lot and and pay attention to what they've been saying about their experiences to. Be able to show up, um, and not show up in a, a threatening way or in a way that would make me be considered dangerous or anything like that. And um, it's not a, it's not about me walking on eggshells. It's about treating people with common decency and respect and and common courtesy the same way I will, would want myself to be treated, the same way I would want my child to be treated, the same way I want my mama to be treated, fairly and 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 compassionately and like a fucking human being. So. Really understanding the humanity of other communities and, and acknowledging that they know more about their experience than I do, and I have to take a back seat to that. Um, and and you know, again, saying yeah, I know that men ain't shit. Like they try, like <laughs> it, it's a lot of shit with us. Like being able to acknowledge that, um, but still say without being well, I'm not one, but you know, saying like a lot of men are trash, but you know, I, I'm doing my best with myself and with other guys. And when we're talking and making sure I'm checking other people and things like that um, to kind of work on that. And I do view um, the oppressive group as being the ones that are responsible for getting rid of the oppression. Um, But yeah, that that's part of what helps me to be able to create and maintain spaces with people of different experiences than mine is just being mindful and, and, you know, this is another person and they deserve love and respect too. Um, They deserve to be heard. And, and again, if you want a solution, I can help. If it's something that I can't solve, I have to be understanding of that and, and let you vent. But that's all about, that all just falls into making people feel comfortable being themselves and being honest and, and transparent and not feeling a threat. Um, But then even with other black people or other gay people, is it's hang-ups within the communities and outside. So again, it's about being mindful and being understanding and saying, yo, I understand that your experiences aren't, aren't mine, but I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to make you feel like you're less than or to um make you feel like I'm better than you or anything like that. Um, And I do my best to be mindful of communicating in a way that is not represent that's not um reminiscent of hate the sin, love the sinner. I feel like, and I think even outside of like gay people, I feel like people have this certain way of communicating. um Like what you do is bad. What you do is horrible, and you really shouldn't be doing it. But I like you anyway, and you still cool with me. Like people, oh, like that's my gay homie. Like he cool. Like he he wanted them cool gay homies. Like. I'm like that's I, I don't I don't want to be the cool gay I, I'm just gay like stop creating a rank, um, yeah that's true. Or like when it comes to blackness and 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 um, how how we can sometimes be very condescending um, and and be like yeah she yellow as fuck but she cool <laughs> like you know stuff like that like I, I'm I've been doing my best to just be able to say that oh they cool that's a dope ass person. And leave it at that. Like, I don't have to assess anything else about them to to big them up. And how they identify isn't always a... Or not even how they identify, but their experiences and circumstances aren't necessarily a reflection of who they are and who am I to judge anybody else's anything. Excuse me. You know what I mean? I, I just got my own. I ain't always... Well, I don't have money now. I'm broke as fuck now. But when I do get money... It's not my place to, to talk down on people that don't have what I have I mm-hmm. differently than I do or who I identify as something that's socially deemed lower than like this is all these stupid ass fucking hangups that people have. I feel like and it really blocks us from seeing and acknowledging people's humanity um, and mm-hmm. and the divinity that's in everybody. Um, And that's all I want to do. Like, I just, I want to acknowledge people's humanity and acknowledge their, their, their higher self to, you know, whatever extent I can and, and their divinity that that's within them. Like, that's all I want to do. And I feel like in doing that, it kind of helps people feel comfortable being just themselves around me and which I appreciate because I don't like people being phony and fake. And it's like, oh, well, when I met you two years ago, you was completely de- like that shit hurts me. Um, so I felt yeah, and that was a lie. What was the question? How do I contribute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: say space I space. actually forgot. But you were going, you were doing really good. Um, <laughs> I was. I feel like I was. Yeah, boy. no, you were killing it. Uh, so two <laughs> things, yes. Uh, people do change, though, so I don't think of that's phony and fake. I think no, if you pay attention to people long enough, you can kind of see them evolve. Yeah, and the reason why I say that is because we've done two different shows together, and they are completely different.
0: Yeah, people um, do change,
1: like, and I, I've always I
0: maintain space for that, but it's been times where people present themselves as one way knowing that that's not who they are and then further oh, down okay. the line it's like yeah I really don't like xyz it's like what well, this this whole time you had me getting to know you under the impression that you were this kind of person you being a different kind of person isn't an issue the issue is why weren't you just honest and, and transparent and open about who you were from jump now if you grow and change that's a different story but people laugh that's why like I say I'm not interested in impressing people anymore Mm. I'm just going to show up as naturally and authentically as possible and if you fuck with me you fuck with me if you don't you don't but you can never say oh yeah I used to fuck with Huey but he wasn't real about who he was from jump and and later on I found out like he wasn't really like I'm not trying to make you like me or make you want to fuck with me if you do you do if you do you do don't you don't all I can do is is be honest with myself and true to myself and show up as as authentic as possible as i know and understand myself um and it's like take or leave
1: it that's fair yeah my bad what was the other thing you got two things uh the honesty is overrated we don't give a shit about that <laughs> uh, so, so uh the other thing is too a lot of what happens is because i'm thinking about this straight pride straight black pride thing right and a lot of that really kind of stems from not having safe spaces and not feeling protected. And the thing that people do, especially in those situations, is use the kids as a buffer.
0: Of course.
1: Right? So we use the kids as a buffer. So think. So I had to think about this earlier before we started recording because what happens is, and a lot of the verbiage was the same, so it was like, um... We want to break the families whole, we want to raise these kids, right? We want to do whatever. And really what that really stems from is, like, a lot of these dudes kind of not knowing who they are, kind of being told who they are and not being, um, and them not feeling safe. Right. Mm. Because I had to think about it, too. Like, by the time I realized that, like, I was around gay people, um, and they never talked about sex or never did anything like that, but i probably was in i was already a grown up i had never really um paid attention like i knew like when i was in the navy there were you know gay people um I, and i knew that we worked with a bunch and all kinds of stuff like that but i never like w- w- like who they were sleeping with and none of that other shit like i see every day on the internet it was like um it wasn't pr- like present that seems really weird to me um The other thing is, too, like, you know, obviously using TV as a less kind of like they're putting all these gay people on TV and for the (laughs) kids and stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't that's actually not even a thing. The first time I kind of I don't want to say saw gay porn, but like, yeah, I guess it is. The first time I ever saw gay porn was probably on Twitter like a few years ago. And I was just kind (laughs) of like, oh, that's y'all are wilding. Uh (laughs) And it wasn't like edit all a while and like, that is wrong. It was just a a giant man who was greased up. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck is happening? What? And it, it was in one of those things where it was the, I guess, the first thing. But, you know, when your Twitter auto refreshes, it's mm. kind of gone forever. But I just was like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> literally, like, that's literally what it was. So nobody would have been able to protect me from those things anyway. It showed up on my timeline because somebody I follow retweeted it or liked it or whatever the fuck. Um... So I don't know. Like, it's all these other things that they probably wish they had, right? They wish they had when they were younger. Like, I wish somebody protected me, like, um, from whatever it was. It could be abuse. It could be um, neglect or anything like that, right? They wish somebody would have done that. And so that's what they try to do. Um, That's what they're trying to do with these kids. Like, I'm going to protect you from these things. And you are building these walls up in these children without – Without ever fully explaining it, and you don't even know how to explain it because you're uncomfortable about the situation. You're uncomfortable about your own sexuality. Mm. You're uncomfortable about your own upbringing. Mm. There are things that you're going to have to tackle Mm. before you can even have those conversations. Mm. So you trying to go to these kids like I'm gonna save you from something that you couldn't save yourself from. Protect
0: the black family. It's like I I is I don't understand. Like you said, like y'all y'all niggas are the default. So it's having these these spaces just for or well, having these spaces and and these community groups where it's like we're going to censor the heterosexual black people. It's like, but y'all are already like censored, and like the 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 necessity for a gay black pride is is not like it it it. The, the quote unquote necessity for a straight black bride just really dulls in comparison to the necessity of a gay black. Bride. Like it's it's I, I I don't I I don't shenanigate is going to shenanigate. That's all I can say.
1: That's
0: yes, <laughs> true. I I don't get it, but I mean if if y'all motherfuckers need that safe space, this don't talk about gay people. This is focus on your dull, heteronormative relationships that clearly you cannot manage because you need community activism groups to do so. When if y'all motherfuckers is acting right, it wouldn't be an issue. Y'all break up your own fucking families. And that's that on that. um, So yeah, okay. anything, you,
1: <laughs> anything you want to see away
0: from this conversation?
1: Um, I wish there were more safe spaces for inclusion. I would love to see just black men wherever they fall on the spectrum. To get together and have conversations about, um, like us, we I know, yeah, (laughs) well, yeah, but I would love for people to have more um, conversations about how they can kind of help each other where roadblocks. I would love to see people networking in that way. Not even necessarily like how can I be an ally to your community, right? Because that that starts getting tricky. Like people start out with good intentions and then they hit the thing that they're not prepared for, and then they start backsliding, Mm -hmm. and then that looks like their intentions were never good from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um so um you're sending people into war that they're not prepared for. So or just, they they go they,
0: into war thinking that they are prepared and it's like whoa, like you said it's like yeah, it's sometimes a lot. it yeah. ends up being like I have some personal things that don't even concern the community that I like, just concern me that I need to get mm-hmm. through and it's like it it really really sucks being mindful of that because it's like i understand that it's a process for a lot of people somebody tweeted earlier about how a lot of things like gay topics and stuff is brand new to people um and you know they were upset at how people will say you know we'll go to google and look it up and it's like i i i'm definitely a you know you the resources are there for you to learn on your own type of person but then i do understand that some people they they were never taught better and that doesn't excuse them not pursuing that knowledge, but they weren't even taught to pursue the knowledge or to understand from jump. And it takes a lot of, of undoing and, and unconditioning. So I get it. It takes work. That doesn't make the work any less necessary. It doesn't make it any less important, but being mindful of that, that people really have to grow in a number of areas before they can even touch on their bigotry, it's just like it's draining and it's upsetting and it's disheartening because it's like, God damn it, the the revolution ain't gonna be tomorrow. <laughs> These niggas are nowhere near ready. Like, can't handle it. But it's just like there's still an a, a, a urgency for like we we need people to to have common sense and and again not be racist and not be homophobic and not be misogynistic but it's it's so much and it's overwhelming thinking about it because like i want to hold people accountable i think i'm learning how to hold people accountable while still keeping in mind that they still have a journey to to go on um so and i think that's that contributes to maintaining safe spaces with people or for people just being like being able to say i understand That you don't have the tools. I understand that you weren't taught any better. However, that doesn't excuse this. That doesn't make it okay. And that doesn't make the necessity for change any less urgent. So I need you to get your shit together. As opposed to, oh, you're a homophobic, homophobic piece of trash. Fuck you. Which is how I probably would have responded to things a few years ago, a couple years ago. But now I'm more so focused on behaviors and actions mainly when I'm talking to like friends and family, I'm like, okay, this behavior, this action is homophobic. And it's funny when they take that as me calling them homophobic. I'm like, I didn't say anything about you. I said this behavior, what you said, what you did. Now, if you want to assign the value of that to you, that's on you. I ain't got nothing to do with that. But this action, this behavior is fucked up, and I don't know you to be a fucked up person. So I'm going to call you out on to hold you accountable, and if you are a fucked up person, you can go. Okay. Simple to say.
1: Another rant that came out of nowhere. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely fine. And no, this is, I mean it's a subject that's close and and affects um, both of our communities, right? Like us being the perpetrators and you guys kind of being the victims in that way. Um, and uh, I know that I know that I can't necessarily affect things the way I would want to, but I do have to say like, I'm sorry. Like that's a, that's a real existence that you live, right? It is more likely than not that a straight black man will be your attacker. There's more times than that. There will be a straight black man who will um kill a trans woman, kill a trans black woman, kill a black woman, <laughs> like all, yeah. all of that, like all of the, all of the things Um, and so I, I take this conversation kind of in two ways, right? Like I also have to identify, I also have to identify the things that I do wrong or the things that I've done wrong, um, the things that I also have to rectify going forward. Right. So I also have to realize that one, there are not going to be a lot of safe spaces for me. Um, I'm also going to have to recognize that my privilege, um, also affords me a fair amount of things. Um. And I also have to realize that my mere presence can be offensive to people that I do not mean to offend um and and i don't i don't i don't
0: I think the only time your your mere presence will be offensive to people that you don't mean to offend is like when we're talking about like white people. um I don't feel like your presence should be offensive to like I guess if you're around women or if you're around queer people. Your presence shouldn't be offensive your yeah, mere well your be. mere presence shouldn't be offensive now depending on well, the the context and the space that you're in it's like well, why the fuck are you here?
1: yeah for sure, I've definitely been in situations like that for I didn't know like I'll give you a prime example I was invited by somebody um to work an event this is back when I was doing photography um but she this I was kind of new to photography so I you know any paid gig I would take but under the impression that this, so to me, this is a job. I'm showing up there to do a job, take pictures, be out the way. But it's really an event and a weekend for women. Mm. And it's supposed to be no dudes here. Yeah. So imagine chilling, being told it's, a, it's an event for women, black women specifically, and in a 6'4, some odd pound black dude shows up <laughs> so right um and then you're like "But fuck this camera bag and all the photo equipment i got it's still a dude here <laughs> so the the safety part of us being ourselves in front of our friends or our co-workers or our colleagues or whatever the peers any of that is kind of thrown out the window and i am offended because i was told there were going to be no dudes here Mm. Or I was told it was going to be an all-woman weekend. And now there is a dude. Now he is not sleeping in the same house as us. He's not doing anything with us. He is purely just around to take pictures. Right. But I can't be my authentic self because there is a fucking dude here. (laughs) So, so yeah, that is a thing that really happened to me. And so those things have always stuck with me kind of being like, oh, yeah, this is, that's weird. Um, I wouldn't generalize that. Too much though, not necessarily. But I mean, I've been in more situations like that more times than not. I'm. I can only speak to the lived experiences that I've had. I just use right. that one as kind of like the catalyst to be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to show up to that, or no, I'm not going to be involved in that, or like, I'm just, you know, I don't think it's I'm the best thing, or I'll give you a recommendation for gotcha. somebody else. I think you should do. So yes, I've been in those situations more times than not. um But yeah, that is just one that I can recall that was easy to tell in a short <laughs> period of time. I get it.
0: But I feel like you'll be fine. I feel like it's I don't know. I well I'm not gonna say I because like, it's not my experience. Um, that was true. Sorry. I apologize. Anyway <laughs> Um Um, am I gonna see or we anything? I'm just I'm gonna to continue to plant more seeds of understanding and compassion and, and listening to people um plant more seeds of being open to the validity of experiences that aren't mine um especially if they are experiences that do not cause myself or anybody else any harm or contribute to any forms of um bigotry and whatnot um because i find that's been a big thing for me is really just understanding or really acknowledging the validity of other people's experiences and not viewing them through the lens of my narrative and what's been right for me um so I think continuing to do that will continue to allow people to just be themselves around me and stuff like that. Um, yeah, let's let's just plant more seeds of love, man. Let's just do that. Let's dig a nice hole and put some love seeds in there and let a love tree grow out. I agree. And then we can all sit underneath of it and like drink lemonade and 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 talk about black power and things that's inclusive of queer people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. You got
1: anything else you want to say before we get out of here, man? Uh, No. If you support the show, please share the links. Please share the um, hashtag. Engage with either one of us, baby Huey or me at Just Say Words Pod because no, nobody cares about any of the other places that i have supposed You can go to Pod Dealers, too, and, like, engage with the show. Um, but, yeah, we would... We would really appreciate it. So the more you share, we're looking for more support. So if you can share the link, if you can um, tag us when you want to talk about the show, all that kind of stuff, we really, really would appreciate it.
0: Yeah, And let us know what safe spaces mean to you and how you define a safe space and, and what safe spaces you feel like you need and that you belong to and how you contribute to the safe spaces of others. We love to hear that too. And we can all learn from each other and grow as a community and all that shit. Yep. (laughs) Shut it down. Shut it down. So, with all that being said, remember, y'all, seasons change, mad things rearrange. But if it ain't growing, it's dead. We out of here. Peace.